there are things that you know about yourself that nobody knows. Yeah. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. But on the other side, there are some things that everybody knows about you that you just have no idea about. Yeah. I want you to write down the lie that you choose to believe. That you're speaking in real time in real time. Why is it a lie? Because you're going to say it as if you're already doing it. I make $10,000 a month right now. I am a multimillionaire right now. We know that that's not the truth, but you have to speak it in real time because you're putting it out there as if it's already happening versus saying I will become you keep saying that it's always going to be a future thing. It's always. So you're doing it now. I am, I am, I am, I am the lie that you're going to insert in the middle of your belief. There might be a lie that you need to believe right now. That's urgent. You need to get it done in the next 30 days. What is it? What is the lie, the positive lie that you're going to trick your mind to believe so that you launch yourself into action, take action, and you actually take the steps to get the result? Like we trick ourselves into believing lies every day, like mm -hmm. things like money doesn't yep. grow on trees. Well, where'd that paper come from? The key is to trick yourself into the lie that you want to believe, mm -hmm. right? In the middle of the word believe is the word lie, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, -E -E, right? Mm -hmm. So when you start getting into the power of words and understanding how words break down, in the middle of every belief is a lie. Welcome to an edition of Social Proof Podcast. Daddy's not ready. <laughs> you have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> she took a, um, what is that, a plant? Not, uh, oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> She did not take a <laughs> what what did you just it was the what was it? The powder, goodies. <laughs> Interesting. Um You guys, I just took a goodie powder. <clears throat> long night out in the streets? No, I have headache. And what else? That's it. Anything else? No. Okay, good. It. Headache. Migraine. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. This week is uh, going, going. It's going? Yeah, it's really just going. Is it like going very well or it's just like, whew, we're coasting through it's this It's going. <laughs> is it, the week weekend? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, you, I'm operating the power of positive affirmations, positive conversation. Oh. So the week is going. Just three years later. What do you mean? You're exercising affirmations. and Did I say affirmations just now? Mm -hmm. You did. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about affirmations. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I, affirmations have. Like, so what you're saying before this, uh, positive thinking has its place for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. But also, it's important to operate in reality too. Yeah. I mean, there is a degree of both that have to happen mm -hmm. at the same time. So I think you acknowledge your reality and in certain instances you don't necessarily accept it. Right. So, huh? yeah. You acknowledge your reality, but yeah. you don't accept it. Yeah. Like when I, um, I think one of the biggest things that got me through that period where I was like extremely broke, I'm talking about like pouring gallons of water in the back of the toilet to flush it broke. Mm. Um, the reality was that I was broke, but I refused to accept the fact that I was going to stay that way. Yeah. Right. So my mindset, I think, is the biggest thing that got me through that. Like nobody knew I couldn't even share. It was so embarrassing. Like 
going to the gym because I lived in the county of the gym and I could go for free. So I would go to the gym with these water bottles and I would go in there and act like I was drinking my gallon a day. And I'm like, y'all, I got to fill up on this gallon because I'm drinking it <laughs> when really I was filling up water bottles to put in my trunk so I could flush my toilet throughout the oh, day. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your, your toilet was just broken or the water was off? The water was off. <laughs> the water was off. Like when you got a, a humongous house. And, um, you know, I had, like I said, I got caught up in that first recession and your girl had no money, mm -hmm. like none. And I had, I had no money, but a whole lot of pride. Yeah. So I wouldn't ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have to be in that position, but my pride kept making me tell myself like, it's okay next week. It's okay next month. Oh, you got it. Just a couple of more days. And I was convincing myself that, just wait another week, you'll make it. Just wait another month, you'll make it. The job will come through, something will happen. And as that was happening, the bills were piling up. My pride was getting bigger. My ego was becoming more damaged. I couldn't ask for help. I thought I could figure it out. And I eventually did, but it started with asking for help. But back to your original point, the reality was what it was. But my mindset was like telling me this isn't going to be the case for long. And it wasn't. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's important to have the conversation around the balance of that. Yeah. Right. Because some people, they just they won't look at their bank account. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's, it's it even pains you to like look at it. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to see it. You Been know what I mean? Because <laughs> I want to remain positive. Yeah. And they're trying to block out the reality of the situation mm -hmm. and mask it with the power of positive thinking. And I, I think you'll find yourself only positive thinking for a long time, remaining in the, in the situation that you're in, because we haven't yet affirmed the truth. The yeah. truth is this is the situation. Yeah. Not that the situation defines you. Right. Mm -hmm. But we need to, okay. I don't have anything right now and I need to figure out why versus I have a, I live in abundance. I have everything I need. Well, <clears throat> so I believe the power of affirming. So, well, I know what I believe the power of affirming to be. I think the mistake that most people make is thinking that affirming is enough. Mm -hmm. Affirmation without action is nothing. Yeah. Right. And the whole point of speaking this positive reality um, into existence is you speak it so much and at first it sounds really weird. It's like, okay, I said it, nothing changed. Mm. I said it again and still nothing changed. So in the beginning, it sounds really weird. It sounds like it's not going to work, but if you do it right and you stay committed to it and you not just say it, but you start visualizing what you're saying, the idea is you'll begin to trick your subconscious into feeling this way and that feeling creates an action. You have mm. to go get it. So I'm saying it. Eventually I'm saying it enough that I start to see it. Okay, I see myself with the job that's gonna, okay, pay these bills. I see it. Now I know how it feels. I'm starting to feel how it's gonna feel. And I'm so excited about this feeling that I'm gonna get up and take action. And that's where the magic is created, not just in speaking the words. Mm. All right. So let's, let's do me a favor. Somebody just write these down real quick because I want to stay on topic with it. Um, but I, I think I just I saw kind of the matriculation. OK, OK. Matriculation. Am I about to use this right? The matriculation or the 
adaptation, the evolution Ooh. of an idea. We're stretching. You feel me? Yeah. Okay. I threw out a bunch of words. One of those joints is right in this context. You saw the evolution of an idea. The evolution of an idea. So I think first you say it, right? Even mm-hmm. if you don't believe it, mm-hmm. right? You say it. First you accept or first you realize what is, mm-hmm. right? Then you speak what you'd rather. So you you realize what is, you say what you'd rather. Okay. All right. So write that down. We we realize it. We have a realization. And then we say it, which is affirmation. Mm-hmm. Right? Realization. Mm-hmm. Then affirmation. affirmation. Right? Mm-hmm. And as the, the affirmation should trick some sort of thought or mindset shift. Yeah. Correct? Mindset shift. So transform. Well... No, so it goes from the, because I'm trying to say with the Asian, okay. right? We need Mindset transformation. Not yet, because, no. well, the transformation comes after the action, right? But I don't think the, I don't think the, um, oh, yeah, the, the, it, the, the, the showing up, I think the action is a mind, is a result. Result. Transformation. So we got the is a, mindset transformation first. We are deep right now. Yeah. We are so deep. So yeah, so um and what was then the, first the one? physical transformation. Realization. Affirmation. Affirmation. Mindset transformation, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I do believe if you say something often enough, you can at least trick your mind into thinking that thing. Yeah. I mean, that's why they say people believe that you tell lies so much you start believing your own lie. Mm-hmm. Like literally. I don't know if any of you have this experience. You don't have to raise your hand, but you ever told a lie that you had to be committed to? Like, I'm committed to this lie. <laughs> and then one day, you don't even really remember what happened, for real. You only. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Remember the you lie. You only remember the and you're lie. You're into this lie. You're locked into this lie. It wasn't me. Like Shaggy did a whole song, but it, <laughs> it was you, actually. <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't me. Um, you're so committed that was the most to this lie. song ever. It wasn't like, me. <laughs> Yo, what was some of the lyrics? It was like you caught me in the shower. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I know you see me walking out the back of this woman's house. It wasn't me. <laughs> you caught me on camera. It wasn't me. <laughs> that was AI back in the 90s. You know that I mean? was AI. <laughs> no, but seriously. So part of the affirmation is like we trick ourselves into believing lies every day. Like mm -hmm. things like money doesn't yeah. grow on trees. Well, where'd that paper come from? Like, 100%. you know what I mean? So we trick ourselves into these lies. The goal, the, the, the key is to trick yourself into the lie that you want to believe, mm -hmm. right? In the middle of the word believe is the word lie. B-E-L-I-E-V-E, -E -E, right? Mm -hmm. So when you start getting into the power of words and understanding how words break down, in the middle of every belief is a lie. It's the lie that you tell yourself until you believe it enough that you take action to make it true. I love that. So after the mindset transformation, I'm, and this is something that I've experienced, is if I can get myself to believe it or think it enough, mm -hmm. then I start to emotionalize oh so we're off the Asian. somebody check that we're emotionalization oh god do me a favor just check it just make sure i'm the person in scrabble that's going to try a word and then dare you to contest it and then we'll look it in the dictionary and it's there Shator. sometime Shator. hold on is it i see what i'm saying see what i'm saying emotionalization emotionalization yeah you internalize the emotion, emotionalize. It's going to take him too long to figure it out. Somebody else read the definition. <laughs> emotionalization of housework. Emotionalization meaning to treat, present, or interpret in an emotional way. Love it. Mm -hmm. Yes.
So this is what I think many people um, miss, especially if you 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 have a realization of like this is the situation and this is where I want to go. And then you affirm it. You say it, you say it, you say it. So much so that you start believing it. And I get a lot of people to say, yo, I, I need some help. I already have the mindset to succeed. I get that a lot. People convince me to work with them or attempt to convince me to work with them because they have the mindset. But if that mindset doesn't transfer into some sort of emotional attachment, mm-hmm. like people can say they can make really, really good videos because it's like head knowledge and this is how things should go. And you are a thinker and you got it. But if something isn't like pulling at you emotionally, yeah, it's going to be really, really hard to get to the next step of actualization action to doing something. Is that act- activation? Activation. Activ- Come on. Activation. Activation. You know what I love most about the Social Proof Podcast? What's that? Is that we're so imperfect, but it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Like people get to see how we think through. And these really be our conversations like in yeah. real life. Like we're really, when we're brainstorming ideas, we really think through the 100%. idea this way. Yeah. That's what makes us so dope. <laughs> and we really are out here. Like really building every day. This isn't a this isn't a podcast where we come on the podcast to talk about something that's gonna motivate and inspire people based on what we think. Like we we created this formula just now, right? But we you'll soon see that we can back it up with stories, testimonials, things that we've actually been through. And every single day, me and Donnie are building a business outside of the podcast, outside of getting people to listen to us and downloads and all that kind of stuff. We are actually building a business so that when we come back to the podcast, we can just give you what we got this week. Yeah. That's why we start with, how was your week? How was your and week? you'll see most of the episodes roll off of that it it does they do this is real information this so, is real real time information guys so activation, activation and then what's the what's the when it shows up and it act like the physical result. transformation no dang accentualization no activation and actualization that was good she conceptual but concept no, that's a no, concept no 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 Actualization. Actualization. We've actualized the idea. Somebody get me that definition real quick just so it don't sound crazy. Actualization. I think that's it. Yeah, it's actualization. Made it real. Yeah, you make it real. Yes. Okay. So we're missing some steps in here, right? In terms of how to get to whatever it is the the uh, the goal is. The transformation. But the, whatever the transformation is. Mm-hmm. But let's start step by step with one how do we start to realize where we are right now? Before we get to uh, affirmation, realization, how do we look at our situation with a fine-tooth comb and find out what the problem is? Yeah, I mean, I think the problem literally slaps you in your face. Mm. If we're being totally honest, um, you always know what the problem is. And it usually starts off with the series of decisions that you've been making, right? So I don't know if we always know what the problem is. Oh, we always know what the problem is. We know why we can't pay our bills. You know exactly why you can't pay your bills. Well, we have an idea, but mm-hmm. our idea may not be the truth. We might be able to we might be blaming it on outside factors. We I, might be blaming it on the fact that 
They don't pay us enough. My job won't pay me enough. I didn't Inflation get the raise. Inflation is crazy. Inflation is crazy. Eggs cost too much. That divorce killed me. Child support taking all my check. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Nobody's if, buying. If I would have been able to graduate college, because if my parents would have forced me to go to college or if I would have didn't have to take care of my little brothers and sisters, I could have gotten an education. And that's why I'm in a situation. And that is not if, if only my friends and family supported me. If only. Nobody's supporting my Nobody's business. supporting my business. And none of those things are the actual reason why you can't pay your bills. Not even close. Not even close. How do we start to find, for the person that's watching, that they may have a friend that's like that, and they have to go to their friend and say, hey, you are blaming everything but you. You Like, you're blaming everything but the actual problem. Yeah. What steps do we take? to tell this friend? So I think one of the most helpful things for me has always been to seek counsel in other people that I trust. So if I were doing something like I come to you sometimes and say, Dave, is this, you know, and listen to your feedback. Am I this way? So I think asking a friend whose judgment you trust is a good first step. Like, just ask somebody like, yo, I keep finding myself in this situation time after time after time. Is there something that you notice about me that maybe I'm not seeing that I could get better at or could do differently? 100%. And uh, there are things that you know about yourself that nobody knows. Yeah. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. There's some things you know that nobody knows. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, there's some things that everybody knows about you that you just have no idea about. Yeah. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we got to go to our friend. Okay. I am not doing well in life. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing well in my relationship. I'm not doing well here. Donnie, what do you feel I'm missing? Yeah. Well, um, if I'm being told. Totally- Don't answer that question about me, but we're just. <laughs> just, yeah, just slow down. Oh, okay. And so some of those things, <laughs> for example, but we do have that conversation a lot. We do. We have yeah. the, we have the conversation. Um, a couple of the things, like one of the things that held us back from activating certain ideas was procrastination. Mm. So really look at yourself. Like, are you procrastinating Damn. a lot? Are you talking about it more than you are acting on it? That's like a real thing. I have missed so many opportunities just by moving my feet too slow. Mm. And that's hard for us to say because we are the inspiration. We're the coaches. Mm-hmm. But we actually had that conversation. We had to realize, yo, we be having mad ideas yeah. and we don't execute on none of them. None of them. Now, in, in the things that we're doing, like in coaching, Donnie, execution. In terms of my business, execution, no problem. Like my team sees it. We execute around here. But when we get together for some reason – We'll have these amazing ideas. We go to dinner. We go to lunch. We talk about it. I'm talking about notepad out, iPad. We're taking the notes, and we don't execute. And once we had that realization, uh, it was actually Donnie who was like, yo, this is the one. She's like, yo, I'm not going to talk about it no more. I'm just going to get it done. And she started getting it done. But we wouldn't be this far in the process of what we're building right now if we didn't realize, okay, we are the problem. We are the problem. And that is – so. Here's the thing. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In every company, the business owner, the CEO, and sometimes you may not be the CEO of the company that you own, but let's just say that you are. The CEO, the leader, you are always the problem. Anything that goes wrong in your company, it is up to you. You're the reason why. Something that you did is the reason why. And you could say, no, but this person was stealing all this money from me. Why didn't you know? Why didn't you know? Why don't you have measures in place where you're constantly checking on your money? Oh, no, this happened. This employee dropped the ball here. And so we got all these fulfillment issues. Why didn't you know? Why aren't you meeting with your team? Why aren't you vetting your team more properly? Right. But before you're a CEO, you're still the leader of your life. You're still the leader of your life. So why aren't you vetting yourself, your decisions, your opportunities Better. And there are going to be circumstances where things are just simply out of your control. We're not talking about that. We are talking about the things that you can actually contribute to to help yourself or hurt yourself. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me, a pretty successful entrepreneur, to coach you every single day to give you all of the game? I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to, and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10000 Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100000 because it's just, I don't, I, I, my, my time is valuable, and to give you the sauce that's going to help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100000 But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. We'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Dang, I think I think it was John Maxwell. I think I talked about it before on the podcast. I think it was John Maxwell that I was uh, listening to a speech he was doing. I think it was him. And he said, you know, they acquire companies, but in every scenario, after they acquire the company, the very first thing they do is fire the CEO, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. 
Like if I'm gonna buy a company, the very first thing I do is fire the CEO. It's not like, oh, is he a good CEO? Is she, uh, what school does she go to? Let's find it immediately. We are going to fire the CEO because his point was, if if he, if the CEO was doing their job, they probably wouldn't be here buying the company for pennies on a dollar. Yeah, They wouldn't be in trouble if the CEO is doing their job. So no questions asked, they ask him. So the question I ask you all is if me and Donnie were going to partner with you, would we have to fire you? Are we partnering with you because we see you as an asset and we want to be a part of that? Or are we partnering with you to save you in your liability? Mm. <laughs> and do me a favor in this moment, right? Just take out your phone and we'll continue to, with the uh, podcast. But write down three things that you have to realize that you have to fix about yourself. In terms of business, in terms of business, okay? Um, there's a bunch of things that we can correct as husbands, fathers, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, uh, children of God, like mothers, like there's a bunch of things there, but we're just talking about business. What are three things that you have to fix about you right now, or you'll continue to struggle? So the next thing after uh, realization was affirmation. So affirmation. I think we need to, once we figure out the problem, um, tell me, Donnie, the line between um, holding on to reality and still affirming. Like, how do you do that? How do you go, once you realize a pro problem, um, you know the problem, right? But you don't want to harp on the problem too yeah. long, right? So how yeah. does this work? I don't hold on to any reality that I don't desire to have. Mm. I just don't. I can't. It'll drive you crazy. Like, I don't have to wake up every day and say, this situation is bad. Because I am such a believer in affirmation, uh, it's important that I don't do that. Like if you wake up every single day and you're like, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, this situation is bad, the situation will continue to be bad and you won't be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So once you've realized it, like we got it, the situation is bad. Give now me, on the example. other side, okay, of what, a bad situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how we transition to affirmation. Sure. So I don't have any money. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Um, you know, I don't have any money to pay my bills. We got it. I don't have any money. You don't want to keep waking up every day like, dang, I don't have any money up mm -hmm. today. Still don't have any money. So on one <laughs> side of your paper, you might be journaling. I don't have any money. This is what life looks like right now. If I don't start making money in the next 60 days, I'm going to lose my apartment or my house, my car, blah, 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 blah. On the other side of that paper, write down what needs to happen, what you actually want to affirm. I need a job that start that pays blah, blah, blah. I need to bring in clients that pay blah, blah, blah. I need to make this amount in my business. So we talk to entrepreneurs. I need to make $5,000 next month in my business in order to get back on track financially. Okay, $5,000. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. That's what I would write down because every single day I'm waking up. That's the affirmation that I want to speak. I will make $5,000 in my business right now. Okay, cool. How do I do this? Am I properly set up to make this $5,000? Am I priced correctly? Am I selling like a skincare balm that's $10? That's a whole lot of customers that I have to get. Maybe I can do something a little differently. 
maybe I should, instead of trying to sell the bomb, maybe I can teach other skincare or people who want to start a skincare business. Maybe I can teach them for $500 how to create their own skincare product. Mm. That's a faster way to get to it. Okay, if I can teach for $500, how many people do I need? 10 people. Is it easier to get 10 people than to go get 100 orders? Yes. So I'm going to focus on the 10 people. Okay. In order to get these 10 people, how do I find them? Mm. I'm going to go into some Facebook groups. I'm going to go to some other independent product companies and see the customers that just really love their stuff. I'm going to go look at hashtags and find other people who are in this product line or in this industry. They're not doing it so well. It's something missing in their product. Can I help them? Can I shoot them a DM? Can I find 10 people? I need this money in 60 days. Can I spend the next 30 days DMing five people every single day and get 10? If I DM five people 30 days, how many people am I DMing? 150. Out of 150 people, is it, mo- is it likely that I'll get 10? Possibly. It's, it's more likely than me being stressed out trying to get 100, right? So I'm putting that together. Okay, so. Back to my affirmations. I will make $5,000 from my business right now. Okay. Got to put a timeline on it. I will, uh, I am attracting 10 customers that can pay me $500. I am attracting 10 customers that can pay me $500. I am qualified to help these 10 customers get the result that they are paying me for. Those Mm. are my three affirmations. I'm rolling with it. I love it. And I believe Donnie gave you a peek into the next thing, which is the mindset realization, the mindset transformation, because now it's just not talking. It's at least thinking through a strategy on how to make this true. One of my, one of my, um, one of the ways that helped me when I was working at the cheesecake factory was I had my goal. I had my affirmation of what I was going to do. I'm going to make hundred thousand dollars a year. And I want you to write down this question. What has to be true? So I asked myself, what has to be true for me to make $100,000 a year? And this is just like, this isn't like me actually doing anything. It's really just talking about exactly what Donnie said. What has to be true for me to make $100,000? Oh, well, I have to make 80. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art 
of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal three hundred dollars a month well what has to be true for me to make eighty three hundred dollars a month because if i make eighty three hundred dollars a month i make a hundred thousand dollars a year so if that's true then that will be true but what has to be true for me to make eighty three hundred dollars a month what has to be true is i have to make two hundred seventy four dollars a day what has to be true for me to make two hundred seventy four dollars a day well i have to sell 11 t-shirts at 25 dollars a piece that has to be true what has to be true for me to sell 11 t-shirts just what Donnie said. Well, now that I'm, I, I, I have some sort of a plan or a goal, I can now strategize on how I'm going to make 11 sales every single day. Mm-hmm. This is the mindset transformation. We were actually just reading it in, in uh, Outwitting the Devil, where the, the biggest challenge is people don't think. Yep. You don't spend time thinking. We only spend time affirming. Mm-hmm. But we don't spend time thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's even a misstep between people who affirm and then act without thought because now we're just blindly running. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying don't act. And I'm not saying overthink. But I think there there's definitely for me, for me, yeah. the thing that got me out of the rut was me at least spending a little time every day thinking, thinking. of how this thought in my head is going to be true. Yeah. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars. 
would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. You know, what's interesting about that is I remember a period that I went through where I was feeling really unmotivated to do anything. And I would find myself starting my days, taking longer and longer and longer to get out of the bed. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I would say something like, I didn't get anything done today. I just laid in bed all day and thought. (laughs) And then maybe after two weeks or so of doing that, I realized how important that downtime to think Mm -hmm. actually was. I did a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought through a lot. I got clear like that thinking time allowed me to get so clear. Like I had been affirming what I wanted, but the pieces, the the journey, the steps weren't clear. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, if this is what I want, I still don't know how to get there. Like I know that I want this thing, but how do I get there? And the how doesn't always reveal itself yeah. quickly, right? So even though you don't know how, you still have to start acting. And we got to start thinking through, okay, just give me the first step. How do I get this first step? And you take that step. I believe after you affirm, the mindset shift happens. And now you're so committed to these affirmations, you're starting to do everything, seek all the resources and the people and the opportunity to make these affirmations true. Mm -hmm. So your mind starts to block out that reality, that realization that you had. And now you're just focused. Like my mindset is is so high. It's so good. I'm feeding it. And you got to feed it. You got to maintain the mindset. You don't just magically have this mindset. So in the mindset piece, before we even get into action, what resources do you need to put around you? Is it somebody like an accountability partner? Like I would put Dave around me. Is it a book that you need to be pacing yourself to read over the next 30 days? Like you're reading Outwitting the Devil right now. What is that piece? So if it's, you know, like in your marriage or a situation like that, do you need to pick up a good marriage book that keeps you like, I know I, I, know I want this marriage to work out at the end of the day, but I need to improve my mindset. And just thinking about it isn't enough. Let me get this book and let me let me commit to the 30 pages a day. Let me get this therapist and let me commit to one session a week. Let me get this entrepreneurship book, something that's going to serve and and grow my grow me in mindset because it's not automatic. Y'all, you got to be so intentional about this. It requires that you are so intentional. Like they say you have to wake up every day in a relationship and choose your partner every single day. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah. You got to wake up and choose to be committed to your relationship. And we do it subconsciously. Sometimes we do it, you know, with thought. But you got to do the same thing about your success. You have to wake up and choose what you want out of your life every single day. I choose success every day because it's not it's not easy. Even once you get this concept called success, some people will just give it all back because they stopped choosing it. 
They no longer want it. They don't want what comes with it. They don't want to do the work. Somewhere along the line, mindset got interrupted. The mindset of success got interrupted. And now fear starts creeping in. Procrastination starts, doubt, all of these other things creep in. You've got to feed your mindset. Yeah, and I think that leads us into the fourth step, which is emotionalization, right? The word I I, uh, discovered. You discover words, right? They were already there. Y'all didn't know that was a word. You said it wasn't. Emotion. Discover, like, like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I discovered this word. Okay, um, this must be in the Urban Dictionary because as I'm typing out all these right, steps. All right, fourth step, emotionalization. It all is, right. Listen, it is in the Urban Dictionary? S- semantics, okay. Yeah, because Apple ain't recognizing it. Are we done here? Can we can we continue to teach? This is much like bootylicious. (laughs) That's not a word. Bootylicious. All right, cool, cool. cool. All right, so listen. Here's 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 uh, I believe um, where for me I really cracked the code because we had a realization. We understood what the problem was, right? And then we started to affirm it, and you know I started putting up, uh, you know affirmations on my wall. I actually did do that. I didn't know they were called affirmations. I, but one of my mentors said, hey, put put it on your your mirror in your um, in your bathroom. I'm going to make $100,000 a year or whatever, right? And I'm just reading it. And then I got into this whole strategy part where I'm like, okay, great. I came up with a good plan. But has anyone ever stopped at the good plan? If The, the plan is amazing, right? But... Um, we can't seem to get our plan to move to our hands or our feet to actually do anything. And I think this is the misstep of there needs to be some sort of emotional connection to this plan. Because if you are, if you're just thinking and coming up with strategy and you've had a mindset transformation, but nothing changed in your heart in terms of like, this is something passionate for you it's going to be really, really difficult to get out of bed in the morning. Yep. But the cool part is the more you start to um, embody this plan and come up with good strategy and stuff like that, you should start to feel something. If you don't, we need to figure out how to feel something. We got to like feel, I could tell that a lot of people aren't passionate about their business and they're just doing it as a means to make money. And uh, I was on a call with Patrick Bet David, and this is, this is something that I'm going I'm going to have to work on. He started asking me, he asked me, Hey, what, um, you know, what drives you? What, what really like gets you out of bed? And I couldn't really think of something that I'm like strongly emotionally tied to. You know what I mean? He said, you know, things that he said, the most successful people in the world typically do something out of hate. It's something that they hate that they're fighting against that keeps them going. So like while I was on the call, I was like, I can't think about it, but I really, I remember I used to hate the like job thing. Like even if you see some of my videos in the beginning, it was all entrepreneurship. Everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, everybody, everybody. And I felt so passionately about it. Right. But as I continue to evolve and I look at social media and people are downing people with a job and things of that nature, I be, my message began to um, kind of um, be a little watered down because now I want to consider people's feelings. But the thing that really drove me was the fact that if I am gifted 
And this is something that I want. And not everybody wants the responsibility of being an entrepreneur. I'm telling you. Don't don't do it because do you it. see everybody else doing it. Yeah. Not everybody wants that. It it's I, I don't got enough time to go through that. Go but. through to our episode. I think it's titled Entrepreneurship Sucks. Oh. <laughs> And, oh. and we will we will help you get clear. Yeah. If you still want to be an entrepreneur after that episode, <laughs> you're made for it. I, I, I think this podcast thing for me is uh, is working out because I truly believe that the average person can win through podcasting. Mm. Like the people who have hard time with high ticket sales and marketing and branding. I truly believe we're just in an era where people want a voice that's comforting to them. And mm-hmm. I, re- you can feel it when I talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that is like something that drives me emotionally. But how do you, Donnie, how do you create, and you got a bunch of stories of like the situation on your job. And like, those are the things that really broke the chain for you, right? Yeah. So how do I attach my emotion? Yeah. Um, You said something earlier and guys, I want you like, we're not just talking about it. This is part of my bathroom wall. These are my sticky notes with my affirmations on just one of my bathroom walls. Right now? Right now. And this is, this is dated May 15th, 2022. I update like most of these stay the same, but my financial goals are the only ones that'll change. So you'll see like the different color sticky notes just start to appear. Those are ones that, probably have been accomplished or revised and I've, I've changed some things out, but you see these bent up sticky notes from the steam and the shower, like this stuff mm-hmm. is real. Right. Um, for me, I remember the emotional attachment is really connected to my mom and my daughter. And like when we went through that period where we're pouring the gallons of water in the back of the, the tank to, to flush the toilet, I tell this story all the time. It was, it was when the bank sent a family into our house for a short sale. And this family comes in with these two kids. And my daughter was so proud of her bedroom. Like she had the coolest, dopest custom bedroom ever. And we're there to let the family in. And these two kids are fighting over who's going to get her room. Mommy, I want this room. This room's mine. This room's mine. And my daughter is like, standing outside of the door frame, just kind of like leaned on the wall, just watching these kids. And that was the first time I had never cried about losing everything. And my mom would even say like, do you even care that you're losing this stuff? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Walk around sad all day, every day. That's not going to help anything. I accepted the reality, but I was affirming something different, but it was this day that my daughter's just kind of like leaned up against the wall, looking at these kids And they're fighting over her room in her face. And there's nothing I can do to stop this short sale. And that was the first time I got so emotional. I had to run off and I went and like hid in my stairwell and just broke down crying. Like, how could I have failed her so badly? She's just a kid and her number one prized possession. Somebody is in her face not even realizing the pain that it's causing her, not even considering the pain that it's causing her about to take this away from her. I didn't care anything about what I was losing. I cared about the position that I put my daughter in. And my daughter came down into those stairs looking for me. 
I didn't even know that she understood what was happening. She's like seven years old at this time. And she puts her arms around my neck and she goes, it's okay, mommy, as long as that boy doesn't get my room. Mm. Right. And her being able to be so mature in that moment. And so like Deja never made me feel bad for not being able to maintain something or provide something or give something. Right. And she didn't really know a lot. I did such a good job hiding it. But it was in that moment that I said, never again. And like Patrick Bet David said, Mm -hmm. it's usually something that you hate. I hated myself in that moment for putting her in that situation. I felt like scum of the earth parent. And that's when I decided what my or discovered what my biggest fear was. Mm. I said, if I don't correct this quickly, my daughter is going to have to look beyond me for what a what an example of what a real woman is supposed to be. If I don't get this together soon, God, like I can keep walking around and acting like, oh, I got time. Oh, I'm going to do this. But if I don't get this together, this little girl will not look to me as an example. And I hate myself for that. And that's today. Like the 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 goal just got bigger. It just, you know, it, it's she's still the motivation. It just changed. It was making sure at first that she had a room to call hers all the time, right? Even when after that I had to move back in with my mom, we shared a bedroom. I never personalized that bedroom for me. We shared a bedroom, but this is yours. Paint it the color that you want. Have your toys everywhere. Don't consider me. It's you. After that, it was moving into a school district where she could get an education. After that, it was making enough money to send her to college. And now it's creating a legacy and a company big enough that I will be her first six-figure employer. Like the goal just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but she's still the motivation because I literally hated myself in that moment for what I caused her to lose. Man, God, anybody feel anything? And even when you come here, like these live recordings and you kind of hear like Donnie's perspective, like you leave feeling something. Right. And this is, this is the reason for church, right? Every single week, because you feel something that, that you hold on to a little bit. Now, if church was only once a month, yeah, you, you, it's, it's too far between like the feeling. Right. So I'm the feelings are Jonathan Green told this story. Um you gotta where's that mic at? Who got a mic? You got a mic, you got kids, right? You got kids? All right, cool. Give her the mic real quick. Her mic work. So and it 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 really um it really like made sense to me. So imagine this scenario. There are two buildings a thousand feet high and a thousand feet apart, right? Two tall buildings, same height, thousand feet high, thousand feet apart. And there's a thin board connecting the two. You can walk across this thin board, but it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really, really dangerous. How many kids you got? Two. Two. What are their names? Kai and Trey. So Kai and Trey, you, Kai and Trey, on the top of this building, right? And there's a small board, and on the other side, there's, $10,000. Are you going to walk across that board to get the $10,000? It's very dangerous. If you lose, if you f- one misstep and Kai and Trey have to grow up just remembering their mother. $10,000 over there now. Because remember, you was like, you want 10000 a month? <laughs> yes. Are you going to take that trip for $10,000? 
If it helps my babies, yeah. Well, I mean, so you you would yeah. you would risk that for ten thousand dollars to make sure that my babies were good. Yes. Gotcha. I would never. No. I would risk my life for ten thousand dollars. See what you're saying. Which if one misstep, because mm-hmm. you got to go over thin board. Just me, though. Th- just you by yourself, a thousand feet high, a thousand feet apart. I'm talking about tightrope walking to go get ten thousand dollars. Gotcha. If something happens, either I'm on the way there or on way. the way back. <laughs> if you're saying a thousand thousand feet apart, a thousand feet apart, a thousand feet high. Are you taking gotcha. that trip? No, I would look for another way to. You get, would look for get, another way. Yeah. Okay. What if it was a hundred thousand? Still gonna look for the other way. The way you explain. No, if, the, if, 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 if this is the only way, you got enough time to go over there, get the money, come back. A hundred thousand. You're not gonna risk your life for that. No. I got her. Watch this. <laughs> a million. No. A million. No. No. Okay. You're on one building. Mm-hmm. Kai and Trey on the other building. The building's on fire. You got enough time to go over there, get them, and bring them back to safety. Are you going? Of course. Without thought. Yes. First one. Oh, well, man, without thought, right? right? The point is, you'll do some amazing things if there's more than money on that other side. For sure. But some of us are just chasing money, and that's why we're tiptoeing. We don't know. It's real. I don't know if I'm going to go do that. Right, but you are willing to risk everything you have to go get your kids. When I heard that story, it changed me forever because I thought to myself, my mom at the time is on top of a burning building and she's not gonna be here that long and she'll never ever be able to enjoy the life that she always desired because she's not gonna go grind, I know it, she's done with like old hustling and all that kind of stuff. It's up to me. And it was, I, I had to do something. That's why I feel like $100,000 is probably the most selfish goal anybody can reach because $100,000 will take care of you. That's it. So it wasn't about like, let me make millions so I can call myself a multimillionaire and all that. It was like, yo, how can I go save my mom? She deserves, she deserves to go on a cruise for the first time. She deserves to go out the country. She deserves all this stuff. So I went hard because it wasn't about the money on the other side. You feel me? But if there's an emotional attachment, you'll do some amazing things. You heard the story, Donnie, of the lady whose baby was under the car and she lifted up the car. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have an emotional connection or attachment to something, you're going to quit. Just know that you're going to quit, which is why it can never be based on money. You're not emotionally connected to money. You're emotionally connected to the thing that money allows you to do. Figure that out. Like every so many of you want ten thousand dollars a month so badly that you're willing to risk your life for it. Mm-hmm. You're what what will the money like write this down? Seriously. Why do I want this money? What will it allow me to do for me? It was to make sure my daughter had everything that she needed and most of what she wanted. Now it's providing an opportunity for her. My little cousin over there. Uh, who who works for my company now, my mom, you wanted to send your mom on a cruise. I got to send my mom to Africa this year. 
And it can't just be any kind of Africa trip. <laughs> right? Can't, can't just be any kind of Africa trip. She's waited this long to be able to go to Africa. We got to go. Yeah. Right? Right? So there's something like these are just things that you want to you you want to establish a, an emotional connection with what will fail if you don't make this happen who's depending on you what will you miss out on what are you running out of time to do connect emotionally seriously to it man I, y'all connected to something yeah you've been thinking i'm telling you if a woman can lift up a car to save their base their baby for sure you can build a business for sure, you can make a few sales. For sure. But without that emotion, nothing happens. And I think after we uh, embody this emotion, Donnie, uh, activation. Is that takes next? Care of Let me see. Yeah. Activation. Yep. It takes care of itself. Activation takes care of itself. Well, so the thing is, it doesn't, though. You become emotionally attached to something. Um, and you, you, you're emotional about it. You know, like, oh my God, you're crying. You might even have your moment where it's like, I'm so emotionally connected because, and then you still turn around and you don't do it. Like there are people who will just not change the way they eat. Even if, even though their doctor says, if you keep eating this way, diabetes is going to end your life. And you're still eating the same way. The doctor says, if you don't lose 100 pounds right now, you're not going to make it. You will die. And you cry about it. You go home. You're emotional. Emotional. You want to do this, but you still do nothing. Here's what I think, though. I think at this moment, we see what's really important. So I was actually talking to uh, my my friend. Importualization? Huh? Importualization? Did I say that? <laughs> no, I was about to say because that ain't a word. I was just, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna Asian this thing on out, uh, like, <laughs> nah, because there are people that say, "Yo, I'm grinding for my kids. I gotta go do it. It's for my kids." But when it's time to go do it, you don't do it, which means you saying, "I don't really care about them kids. <laughs> Forget them kids. What's more important is my own comfort." I'm more emotionally tied to my own comfort, my own self-care. So I was talking to my friend and um, his his grandmother was just in a hospital um, with like lung, like a lung situation, right? Because she smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. back into mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But she, after the hospital, she like, you know, she, 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 she stayed away from it for a while. But then she actually told her son like, yo, I'm going to smoke these cigarettes. She's like, yo, if I'm going out, I'm going to go out happy. So it's not like, yo, let me, I'm not trying to preserve my life. If I'm going to go, I'm going to do it my way. And I can respect that 100%. But for all of you all, if you are going to do the opposite of what it's taking to be successful. You're selfish. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you're crying about your kids and all that kind of stuff. I don't care what you say. We can see what you feel based on what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I agree. Yep. I agree. Yeah, you can you can see how serious you are about something based on the actions that you're taking, mm-hmm. right? So now we got to take the the action. Got to. And the easiest, you know, or the best way to do that is to identify what action steps need to be taken. And you only know what you know at this point. 
So that means that you don't necessarily know all the action steps. You want to get to that, what we say, $5,000 a month. You might not know the complete action steps, but we identified earlier that we're going to serve people at a higher level, right? Step number one, we said we were going to, instead of selling our $10 cream, we're going to serve, we're going to, uh, what do you call it? We use that word through the whole freaking quarantine. Pivot. <laughs> Pivotization. Woo. We're going to pivotization. <laughs> okay. We're going to pivot. We know that our first action step is to pivot. How are we going to pivot? We're going to, instead of the $10 bomb, we're going to serve 10 people at $500. So now that means that we have to outline that, that offer, create that offer. We got the offer. We're doing, you might need to do some research. You might need to work on your messaging. You might need to ask a couple of people, like what are all of the steps that you need to take in order to make that happen. So we got to have the offer. We got to have something to market the offer with. We got to make a decision on that. We have to have a group of people to market the offer to. So now we got to take some steps on how do we find these people. And we have to think about once we get these people, we've got to fulfill this offer. So let's take some steps in making sure we've got some fulfillment in place. And then you also have to create a plan for the money that you're making, right? Because you're behind on bills. You need $5,000 a month, right, in order to catch up, or maybe 5000 is the number, but let's figure out, based on the expenses that I have right now, the expenses that I'm accruing in real time, let me also create a plan for this money. That might be all we got right now. Yep. Start. Yep. Go ahead and put the offer out there. Start talking about it. Join the groups. That might be all you have. Keep doing those same steps over and over and over again and, until it produces a result. When you produce a result from what you're doing, another action step will appear. Yep. And I, I think it's really, really important. And we'll open up for some questions in a second, but uh, I think it's important to be able to uh, measure your activity, no matter how great or small. Being able to measure the activity. Do something and then measure how that's working out. So recently I've been going to the gym. Okay. For a little bit, not long. And I, I'm sorry. What are you sorry? What are you sorry about? You've been going to the gym. I've been going to the gym. Yeah, you have you in these I've been in workout the streets for the last like four weeks. Really? This is the fourth week. I surprised. A week. No, I've been out here. <laughs> um, so I decide, and I, I learned a lot through this process. Um, so I went into the gym. I went on a treadmill for a little bit. It took me 16 minutes to go a mile. And that was a little bit of walking, a little bit of running, a little bit of walking, little bit of running. Okay. And I left. I went on there a mile dipped. I think I was like, Oh, that was cool. And then I made some content around it. And then people was like, Oh, well that's terrible. Or, yo, you were just in there for 15 minutes, bro. Like, what's up? You can't get a workout. In there. I was like, all right, well, cool. I, I enjoy that. I went the next day and I was, I was on my Instagram and I was like, all right, let me just find a machine that looks interesting. So I went to, What's up with y'all? <laughs> yeah, it's my, my journey is my journey. So I go in there, I'm trying to find a machine, and I put it on my Instagram, I'm like, all right, you know what, I'm going to try this one. 
And uh, I tried it for a little bit. I was in there maybe 12 minutes. Did a little something. What's up with you? Like Maybe maybe 12 minutes. And I left. And uh, I went the next day. And I realized that I keep going because I don't have any obligation. And people was telling me, like, I, have, I need a trainer. But the reason I, like, I had a trainer and then I would train. And then I have to meet them the next day or two days later. And I remember how long I was in there, how much it hurt. And I'm just, I didn't go because there was an obligation. Now this right or wrong, I don't know, but I kept going back. I kept going back and I realized for me, having a trainer is counterproductive to me going to the gym. If I can just go and be myself and be silly and stay for a little bit on my way home, then go home, I will keep going to the gym. And it's been four weeks and I've literally been in there like four days a week. And it just so happens that um, sometimes I have a really good workout. I'm talking, yo, Sunday, we was in there for two and a half, we was in there about two and a half hours. So my boy, he goes to my <laughs> church, he really works out. So he's like, yo, I'll go with you. So now we start doing it. And he's like, yo, lift this one. I'm like, that's too heavy. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, 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 I'm not doing that because I don't, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. And he's like, all right, well, I'll go down a little bit. But sometimes I'm pushing it. Sometimes I'm like, it, it really hurts, right? So we're in there. Then we go hoop. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Anyway, point being, I keep going because I found out some things about myself that are going to keep me going. The thing that keeps you going might be a trainer. The thing that will prevent me would be a trainer. It's just different, right? I, I'm just I'm just learning stuff about the activity, but I'm starting to gauge it now. Now I can see how long I can run a mile. Now I'm starting to see how many. Like I'm I'm measuring. Okay, I'm I'm I do three sets of three things. That's how I call it. Three sets of three things, and sometimes I do two sets of three things or three sets of five things. <laughs> You're a hater. What I went to church yesterday and one of my boys was like, yo, you feeling out that suit? You working out? I said, yeah, I'm working out. Give me a round of applause. My point is I started off small and um, I keep going and I keep showing up. And I think what's more important is not, I think what's more important than the results is the fact that you keep showing up and keep measuring and keep saying, okay, well, I just put the 25s on this side. And yesterday I was impressed by myself because normally I do the bench press with 25s on each side and I put 25 and I put 10 on. What's up with you, Reese? I put 10s. I put 10s on the 25s. And I did the same workout as me putting just 25s on the side. Eventually, it'll be a 45. Eventually, it'll be two 45s. Eventually, right? But... People like some people might be looking and Donnie's a hater. She might think this is funny. But if everybody took this approach as an entrepreneur, you'd be much further along because you have these big expectations for yourself and you try this big rollout and this big launch and you quit and do something else. You try this, this big expectation for yourself. You quit. I'm telling you the consistency of small going from, just the bar to 25s on there to 10s on there. And now I can, now I know in two weeks I'll put more weight on and eventually I'll be lifting heavier weight. So that's my journey. And my chest looks a lot better than it did four weeks ago. 
That was good. Y'all give me a round of applause. Go and clap that up. That was good. Anything to say, Donnie? First of all, I got you buying a suit a size smaller no, than no, no, usual. No. Same shirt, Number same one. suit. So the thing Fill is. Filling it out. Filling it out. I I appreciate your um I appreciate the fact that you got started in the gym. Oh yeah. Right? I do. I do. But I can't let you slide on mediocre output. Hey. Hey, I can't let you slide on mediocre output cool. because I know you're capable of doing better. Also because I know it's hypocritical of you. If you were coaching people to get a result, you wouldn't let anybody take these itty bitty baby steps. I 100% would. No. You know, do you know why? Do you know why? No. Because I learned something through this situation. What'd you learn? I learned that it's more important for someone to start and keep going than the amount of weight that they're putting on themselves. Yeah. You ever... Um, spent time like just doing stuff just to feel like you were spending that just to feel like you were getting stuff done. Yes. That's, that's what you're doing. Well, and in the last week, in the last week you've, you've gotten better, but I can't give you credit for a month's worth of working out. Right. No. And and you shouldn't, but here's the good news. I'm not looking for anyone's credit or validation. I just saw, I just saw myself. I, so I was doing a treadmill. I saw myself (laughs) go from, 16 minute mile to 11 minute mile. I don't care who thinks 11 minutes is too long. I don't care. I don't care who thinks I need to be in the gym for an hour or two. I don't care. I saw myself like really struggling to do 10 sets of 25 on the bar. And yesterday I did 25 and it's, I saw that for me. But you cared when old boy said you were filling that suit out. Yes. You cared in that moment. That was a result. You do care. But 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 I wasn't doing it for other people's results. I'm I'm proud of me. I'm proud of you too. You should be. I just know that you can do <laughs> Here's what's cool. I know I can do more too, but if I start placing that expectation on myself, I'm afraid I'll quit. Yeah, there's so there's a thin line between accepting the reality yep. and doing what you should be doing, right? So you can, and it's just really a mindset thing. You can either give yourself the mindset of, I need to move in these very small increments in order to produce a result. Or you can give yourself the mindset of, you know what? I can push myself a little harder and get to my result a little faster. It's just the, neither one of us are wrong here. It's the mindset that you choose. And I believe that I am, I'm just a person that enjoys more of the challenge Mm -hmm that I'm just going to push it just a little bit more. But that could also be why I threw my back out last year, right? (laughs) (laughs) That could also be why uh, I end up burning out so often because I push myself. So either either perspective could work. Let's just see where you are um, by July. You said you were trying to take your shirt off at the pool. I'm taking my shirt off at the pool anyway. You said you wanted to look good. You know what no one asked me? No one asked me. Asked. There's a K and there's no T. Nobody says asked. There's no, there's no. But D makes a T sound. Asked. It's not asked either. It is asked. Asked. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? No one ever asked. What did nobody ever inquire about? They never asked me what my end result was. What is it? You don't know? What is your end result? You don't know? 
you wanted to get fine. You said something about looking good at the pool. You also said that you wanted to, you did attach the kids to it at one time. I don't mm. know if that's still your end result, yep. but you said that you wanted to be able to play with some and throw balls around and stuff like that. Yep. And you mentioned that you couldn't, you like your, your, uh, your stamina was trash at this time yep. and you wanted to improve for that for reason. Sure. That's the emotional connection. Yes. So if you stop doing it, I'll know that you not really as serious about throwing that ball around as you said you were. hundred percent. So, so for the people that are saying I need to do more and lift more are assuming that my results are to do more and lift more when really I had this relationship with the gym. I just hated going my, my, what I'm so proud of myself for doing is actually going me too, Shans. I just, I'm proud that I went. So I'm, I'm getting the result that I desire, but on the outside looking in, it's like, all right, well, Dave needs to do more. Yeah. I'm cool. I just, I just want you to, in all fairness, maintain the same level of grace Mm -hmm. when I'm just being real, like mediocre, barely making it into whatever it is that I'm committing to for a result. What is that? Whatever. I don't do that. So, but when I do, if ever I do, if you do for, I will 100% give you grace. And I'm going to look at the bright side of something. There's always a bright side. As long as I can keep going, I'm cool. Okay. 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 <laughs> Just got to keep me going. S- slow down sometimes. But, you know, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Y'all got two amazing business ideas for us that we need to talk about after this. And we're going to we're going to actually Are we are going to actualize We're going to actualize. <laughs> we're going to actualize them. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let, other, let me let me wrap this. Go ahead. You want to say No, something? I was going to say our other one is moving along nicely. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So um, how's it go through these steps of um, like, if you do something that you can measure, um, I think it resets the the whole clock. Like once you start activating, because now you can, if you have something that you're measuring, you can have a realization about the issues of the, the activity that you're doing. Yeah. And once you realize the activities, then you can affirm, Oh, well I'm going to lift. 110 pounds now I'm going to like we can we can start to um, affirm those things and then create a mindset shift around how we're going to do it. Okay, well, next I'm going to put on a little more weight or or I'm going to make one more sale. Right. And then as we're going through this process, we hold on to that emotional attachment of actually feeling proud of ourselves for actually doing something. And that's that's one of the things that keeping me going, go, keeping me going right now. The emotional attachment of wow, there was something that I actually hated. Yeah, I really hated going to the gym, but now I have this emotional attachment and saying, oh wow, I can actually overcome something. And then I'm playing with Soraya a little longer, and I can run with her a little more. I'm not like out of breath, and it this is this is a good feeling for me, which causes more activity that we can measure. That we're going to realize, then affirm, and then mental realize. Just yeah. starts a circle. Value, valuable, guys. I got something from this. Good, good. good. Um, you want to close this out with a word? A word. So no. <laughs> <laughs> a word. No, guys. So listen, take the step. Your reality is what it is right now. We know that. We accept it. But stop buying into that own your own reality. Like just stop buying into it unless you love it. And even then 
you can stop buying into it because it still gets better and better and better and better. And there's somebody who, after all of this, after all of the examples and the steps that saying, yeah, but you didn't have to blah, 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 blah. We all had a blah, blah, blah that we had to overcome. Every single last one of us, you have to make up your mind to believe something different. I want you at the end of this, after you finish watching this, I want you to write down the lie that you choose to believe that you're speaking in real time in real time. Why is it a lie? Because you're going to say it as if you're already doing it. I make ten thousand dollars a month right now. I am a multi-million dollar, multi-millionaire right now. I am a CEO of a super successful business. We know that that's not the truth, but you have to speak it in real time because you're putting it out there as if it's already happening versus saying, I will become, you keep saying that it's always going to be a future thing. It's always, so you're doing it now. I am, I am, I am, I am. What is the lie? Write it down. What is the lie that you're going to tell yourself, the lie that you're going to insert in the middle of your belief that you're going to work for, that you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? There might be a lie that you need to believe right now that's urgent. You need to get it done in the next 30 days. What is it? What is the lie, the positive lie that you're going to trick your mind to believe so that you launch yourself into action, take action, and you actually take the steps to get the result? That is your goal for this episode. That's step one. And then go back, rewatch this episode because you missed something. If you're still feeling like, I don't know about that, you missed something. Because the answer is in this episode. Go back and watch it and then comment below. I want to hear the lie that you're choosing to believe about you and your future self. You said I am, I am. It's actually I am. I am is I'm. I am. Am. He took such a beautiful moment <laughs> and did what David does. <laughs> Being true to myself. Hey guys, we got merch. We got merch. We got merch. Did you, did you, the merch. did you bring my stuff? Yes, actually. Well, yes, yes. Yep. Shop socialproof.com. Shop socialproof. Did y'all get some merch? Word? You know, we got an MMU code. ShopSocialProof.com. You want to write it down? Shop. Go to the website, y'all. Find yourself something nice. ShopSocialProof.com. Uh, we appreciate the love. Donnie, you're awesome. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. Multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Yeah. You are 10 feet tall in this business world. 10 feet tall. You're a giant. Chance, you're a giant. Emma? You are bigger than life. Tell me more. You are so powerful. <laughs> mm. You are more capable than you even believe yourself. Do you know how important you are to the culture? Do you know how important you are to the culture? Mm. Like you are starting something right now that's bigger than even you understand it to be at this time. Is a roast coming somewhere? There is no roast coming. There's no roast coming. Like, I mean this in all sincere love. You are a powerful force to be reckoned with, and I am so glad to be on your team because I wouldn't want to be shooting against you. I am so blessed to have you. Let's rock out this year. All right, subscribe. Peace. <laughs> if you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. I'm focused on content and community. Those mm -hmm. are my only two things that I'm leaning into. If we're in a recession, I know that people are always going to consume content, period.